Hello everybody and welcome to our online service for August the um, 9th, 2020. One of our last online services. We'll have a few more. So I have really one announcement, one and a half. The first announcement is the one you heard me several times before. Next Sunday, we will have a real live service at Scootisness at 9.30. No, 9.30, not 10. We can only go half an hour max. So it's going to be a little shorter. It's going to be a little different. Ma masks are, as Maxine put it well, we're not going to turn you away if you're not wearing one. But we strongly encourage you to wear a mask. And this is for this has nothing to do with whether you're afraid of getting sick, because we know now that you can people can spread the virus even if they never get sick. So this is for people, if, if not for ourselves, it's for the people around us, especially the people who are most vulnerable. And who did Jesus tell us we should take care for, take care of above all? So that's my pitch for the masks. Please wear a mask. <laughs> and and we will see you if you're from Scootisness or if you want to come from Davidson we'll see you on Sunday at 9.30 again we won't be mean to you if you don't wear a mask we'd like you to wear one and what else on, on Monday then the day after there will be a council meeting in Davidson you'll be if you're on council you'll be hearing more about this from Peter I believe that's all the announcements I can think of. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
let's pray the prayer of the day. O oh God, our defender, storms rage around and within us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair. Deliver your sons and daughters from fear and preserve us in the faith of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 1 to 4 and 12 to 28. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien, the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his, their father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other children because he was the son of his old age, and he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I'm seeking my brothers. He said, Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They've gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him, throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat. And looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels carrying gum, balm, and resin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Our psalm is Psalm 105, Selected Verses. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works. 
glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. When he summoned famine against the land and broke every staff of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord kept testing him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to instruct his officials at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Praise the Lord. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 to 15. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the, to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart! It is I! Do not be afraid! Peter answered him, Lord! If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a lot of fear in both the first reading about Joseph and his brothers and in the gospel. I, I know it might not look like there's fear in the first reading. What we see on the surface is hatred. But I think underneath it all, there's a lot of pain and and fear that the pain of not being loved or not being loved enough and the fear of not being loved or not being loved enough. This is a terrible pain. It's a terrible fear. And we don't like to talk about this kind of pain and this kind of fear. Not when it's our pain and our fear. We find it, many of us, humiliating. We're ashamed to admit to this. And were even to admit it to ourselves. Joseph's, Joseph's brothers have good reason to be hurt. Their father loves them less. He loves Joseph more. And he has made that, and he continues to make that, perfectly obvious. And this seems to be a family pattern, having favorites. Jacob's parents did the same thing. So we can have some understanding of why he did this. It has something to do probably with his own hurts, his own wounds. But that doesn't make it hurt any less for his sons. It doesn't make their fear any less. They fear a future where this pain doesn't stop, where it just gets worse. They fear a lifelong hurt, a lifelong pain, a future where they aren't loved the way they need to be loved, the way we all need to be loved. But that's not what they say, as far as we know. Maybe sometimes at night, you know, they let themselves feel a little bit of this. Sometimes, you know, about two in the morning, our defenses are kind of down. But, but what they say what they say most of the time, what they say all of the time to each other and probably to other people is, I hate Joseph. I hate Joseph. Instead of admitting to pain and fear and fear of pain, they turn their fear into anger and they turn it against Joseph. Anger, anger is somehow easier to admit to. Maybe, maybe not to deal with, but it's it's sure easier to admit to, and, and it's a way out of pain. At least, it seems like it is. And if we're angry, we feel like we have some control. We can do something. I can't make someone love me, but I can hurt someone. And I can kill them or sell them into slavery. Well, that's not usually what we do in our circumstances, but we can hurt someone. So, so that's one way to deal with fear. Get mad. Turn it against someone else. 
some some people turn it against themselves. Whoever it is, hurt them. And it's not just Joseph that his brothers hurt. Although they, they certainly hurt him. It's, it's a terrible thing they do. They hurt their father, who has hurt them, who is hurting them so deeply. And, you know, they, they have some reason to be angry at him. But really what this is about is that he's hurt them. And he's, he is hurting them. And what they do is they spread the hurt around. They, they deepen it. They make it worse. Because their hurt hasn't gone away either. You know, what do you think it does to them watching their father grieve over the son, you know, year after year, grieve over the son that he loved more than any of them and still does? Then, so that's the first reading. Then in the gospel reading, we've got another way of dealing with fear. And again, it's not a baseless fear by any means. This... This isn't the storm story. That was a couple chapters earlier. There, in this story, there's a strong wind. Not a storm, but a strong wind. And it's coming from the wrong direction. But that doesn't seem to be what, what's frightening them. A lot of them are fishermen. So they're, they're used to this. It's frustrating. They must be tired. They've spent the whole night fighting the wind. But what really frightens them is something else. They think they see a ghost. Oh, there they are, in the dark. It's very early morning, battered by the wind, unable to reach a shore, trapped, you know, on the water. And, and then they see someone, someone, uh, or something, some, a shadowy figure in the wind and the waves in the dark coming towards him. What is it? You know, someone says, ghost. Screaming. <laughs> but then they hear a familiar voice. It's a voice they know. It's a reassuring voice. Take heart. Lift up your hearts. It's me. Don't be afraid. It's me. And, you know, if we were in perfect harmony with God and with nature, like Jesus is, even apart from his being God, Maybe, maybe we could walk on water too. Anyway, Peter says, if it's really you, Jesus, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. And Jesus says, come, come. Peter had only a little faith at this point, but he knows this much about Jesus. He knows what Jesus would say. Stay close to me. Do what I do. So Jesus says, come. And Peter jumps out of the boat and he walks on the water. Like Jesus, he's doing it. He's walking towards Jesus, but then something happens. Maybe a wave comes over his foot, you know, or up to his knee or slaps him in the face. Maybe he looks down into the water, into the depths. Maybe he sees a fish move under his feet and he loses his nerve. Maybe he's, what am I doing? And he starts to sink. And Jesus, quick, just like that, he was probably expecting this. He reaches out and he grabs him. And he says, why did you doubt? Why did you hesitate? So, so this, according to the gospel, this is how you deal with fear. 
well, there's a lot more in this gospel reading, but I'm just focusing on this. This is how to handle fear. Admit it. Admit it. That's the necessary first step. Otherwise, we're going to just spread the fear and the reason for the fear around. We're going to be lying to ourselves and to other people. We're going to spread the hurt and the damage and the destruction around. So I have to admit I'm frightened. And if I have good reason to be frightened, don't pretend there's no reason to fear. Now I'm ready to hear the good news. Now I'm ready to let God help me. Now I'm ready to grab onto the hand Jesus holds out to me. That's step one. Step two is to take a step. Get out of the boat. Stay close to Jesus. Do what Jesus does. Don't worry, worry if you don't have a lot of faith yet. Keep doing this and you'll have more. Have faith and your faith will grow. Just stick with Jesus. And lift up your hearts. Amen. Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. with the whole people of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray for the church, 
those in need, and all of God's creation. We pray for people all over the world who are terrified in the midst of sickness, violence, and death. Help us to share in your power and your love. Make us instruments of your peace and your justice. Lord, in your love and compassion, hear our prayer. We pray for those who grieve, for those who are dying, for those who are lonely, for those who are frightened. We pray for the sick. We pray for those we name before you. We pray for those who have no one to pray for them. Lord, in your love and compassion, hear our prayer. We pray for our congregations. We pray for the whole church. Help us to preach your gospel and to do what you do. Lord, in your love and compassion, hear our prayer. We give thanks, O God, for the faithful lives of all who abide with you until the coming of your kingdom. May their examples of faith give us wisdom and strength and courage. Lord, in your love and compassion, hear our prayer. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your powerful love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God the Creator, Jesus the Messiah, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, bless you, bless you, bless you all and keep you in God's love and grace. Amen.